Welcome to the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast presented by WFXR Sports. I'm your host, David DeGuzman. A little bit under the weather, if you haven't noticed, I sound a little different, but we press on. It is episode number four, game number three that we're featuring. It is week three of the high school football season, the fourth episode of the 2019 season. As we get you ready for our game of the week matchup between James River and Perry McClure. Now, uh, before we continue on, just a bit of housekeeping. Proud to announce that we have some new platforms that our podcast is now available on. We've been available on Spotify. Um, special thanks to Anchor. Anchor is uh, what we use to create this podcast. Uh, we're also now on a few more uh, platforms for you. So in addition to Spotify and Anchor, we're also now available on Google Podcasts. So if you listen to your podcasts on Google Podcasts, we are now available there. We're also available on Pocket Casts and Radio Public. Just search for the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast on your respective podcast platform. We are not yet available on Apple Podcasts, though I have a feeling that's going to come soon. So as always, we thank you for listening. Um, We, as always, start with a look back at our game of the week from the previous week. And so from week number two, that would be the matchup between Lord Botetot and Blacksburg. These two teams, 1-0, heading into week two. It's the fourth straight year that these two teams, the Cavaliers and the Bruins, have met on the gridiron. And the Bruins have won two of the last three meetings, including last year's 45-35 to high-scoring battle. I can tell you that going into this game, Eddie Sloss, the head coach of Blacksburg, was expecting a more defensive battle. Uh, he mentioned that in our podcast last week. And it turned out that way for at least a bit of the first half. Uh, Lord Botetot coming off that close win over Brookville and Blacksburg coming off of the shutout victory over Giles. Without further ado, here is how sports director Jermaine Farrell called these highlights of our game of the week during our Friday Night Blitz. And now, the Friday Night Blitz game of the week, sponsored by Don Hudson Insurance. So let's go to Bill Brown Stadium in Blacksburg. The fans are fired up. The players are running out first quarter action scoreless. Lord Botot getting things going here. Evan Eller running up the middle. QB keeper takes it in. 11 yards out, 7-0. Lord Botot Cavaliers. Same score, LB trying to convert on fourth and goal, but the defense making a stop. Goal line stand as Blacksburg still down 7-0. Same score in the second quarter, though, deep in her own. Luke, go for it. How about go for it with a touchdown pass, kind of, sort of. Brian Mitchell picking up 45 yards. But that would later lead to this play. Luke Goforth calling his own number, running hard to the outside. That's a touchdown, tying it at seven with five minutes to go for the half. Third quarter now we go. Blacksburg now trailing 10 to seven. And Luke Goforth is going to get some eight or eight interception, Evan Eller. But Eller would go down with a cramp in the play. But he would be able to walk off the field on his own power. A few plays later, Eller fakes the handoff, runs it in for the touchdown. Lord Botai goes up 16 to 7 after the missed PAT. But the Cavaliers, they improved to 2 0 with a 23 7 win over the Bruins. 
So Jermaine Farrell on the call for those Game of the Week highlights between Lord Botetot and Blacksburg as heard and seen on Friday Night Blitz week number two. Clearly it was the Evan Eller show in Blacksburg. Three touchdowns and two interceptions for the Cavaliers moving on a 2-0 on the season. Let's now hear from Jamie Harless, the head coach of Lord Botetot as he addressed the media after the game. told me earlier this week that Evan pretty much had to do the same thing he did last year, but what's been different this year about his playmaking abilities? I mean, he's just he's the same guy. I mean, he is. Uh, he's the same kid. Plays hard. Uh, you, I mean, you see him, he's all over the field. He does everything. What did you tell your team at halftime, especially after such a defensive battle in that first half? I mean, guys, look, you know, the people always talk about these real serious halftime adjustments that people make. Let me tell you the best adjustment in the world. Any of you guys want to know? Do it right. That's the best adjustment in the world. You guys are 2-0. and Both of those wins were on the road. What does that say about your team's focus on the road, especially going into week three? Uh, I hope it says we're going to start playing cleaner football, like I you know, told Mr. Bernard there. First six quarters of the year, I hadn't been real pleased with. And I, you know, I'm going to shoulder that. i got to do a better job coaching these kids and getting them ready for games. Coach, what was going through your mind when Evan went down in the third quarter? Oh, he, he just had a cramp. It wasn't anything. He, he plays he plays so hard that you know he makes me cramp. I'm not sure if you know this, but that was the first regular season loss for Blacksburg since you guys beat them two years ago. What is it about playing on this field that gets you guys up? You know, I, you know, I don't know that uh, it's playing on this field. Uh, I, I tell you a funny story. My two ancestors that came here from Germany, they're buried about two miles down the road. So maybe it's got some kind of deja vu. You know, I don't know. Uh, but uh, neat little story for you there. Um, <laughs> You know, I don't know. The kids just, they, they played hard in the second half. They, they played the way they should have played the first half. And, you know, obviously you guys saw the game. We had a lot of errors that we still need to clean up. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll continue to get better. How are they able to defensively stop guys like Brian Mitchell, Luke Goforth, Kareem Muhammad? All of them. Those two kids are fantastic football players. Boy, anybody would love to have those uh, guys. Uh, the Mitchell kid, and I tell you, I'm going to tell you the kid that I really love, uh, number 41, the Norris kid. Man, he plays his guts out. He's a tough kid. Y'all to give him a little bit of ink. Is this a game that you guys will look back throughout the season and kind of like circle this one as this was this was one that that we played well and, and that we we beat a really good Blacksburg team. I, I think this one maybe is the one where we overcame some of our immaturity and grew up. I'm hoping that's what it signals. Again, that was Lord Botetot head coach Jamie Harless. We also want to hear from Evan Eller. Uh, one of the storylines going into this game was the health status of Hunter Rice. He went down with an ankle injury in week one. Uh, coach Harless said that he was week to week. He did not play in the game against Blacksburg. Uh, he still had a cast over his ankle on that game. And so uh, this team had to step up for an injured teammate and Evan Eller and Hunter Rice are very close friends on that team. And so we spoke with Evan. Here's how he addressed the media, particularly about how this team stepped up to take over and fill in the shoes of Hunter Rice. How did you feel y'all had to step up tonight with Hunter out? I mean, did you feel like you needed to do a little more, just just, just want to stay within your game plan? Or? Um, we stayed with our game plan. We knew that uh, him being out, that's a, it's a big part of our offense and defense both, that uh, we lost last week. And, I mean, 
everybody's been working hard. Everybody's been paying attention. We got guys, second strings, third strings that stepped up, and we we stick to our game plan. And we trust in our backups, and we trust in everybody on our defense and offense. So. Coach said that you know you got even doing the same thing as you were last year. Do you feel like you've done anything different for you to be in those playmaking uh, situations? Me individually? Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. I've I've definitely watched more film, watched more tendencies, and once I understood the coverages growing up my sophomore, junior year, I could start picking out little different things that the offense does, put me in better playmaking positions on uh, defense, and then offense. I feel like I'm just reading the defense a little bit better, understanding who we got, who's their strong stronger tacklers, who's their weaker tacklers, and it's definitely helped me a lot with the playmaking. Yes, sir. For sure. Um, we we trust our backup running backs, but. Um, me and Hunter were a good combo last year. We're, we're super close. We're the best friends, good best buds. And him being out, I just wanted to play for him. I just definitely wanted to step up this this week. A couple big picks on defense as well. I mean, what's it like kind of helping out on the other side of the ball? I know maybe playing quarterback is a little flashy, but, but what's it like getting those interceptions? It's great. It feels great, you know, to get the defense off the field, let them rest up because, I mean, everybody says the defense wins championships. I know it's cliche, but, I mean, it's true. So we held them to seven points. Our offense wasn't too hot to begin. We picked it up a little bit in the second half, but making those plays on defense definitely feels a lot better than anything on offense. This is the first regular season loss that Blacksburg's taken in about two years since Barbatao beat them two years ago. What does that mean to you? Um, it means a lot, honestly. I mean, we've had somewhat of a rivalry. Uh, we, we both have a lot of respect for each other. That We know they lost a lot of guys. We lost a lot of guys. But this was my first varsity start as a quarterback uh, as uh, sophomore year. And me and Hunter stepped in when he was a freshman. And we beat that state, uh, former state championship team. And it just feels good, you know, to come back to it. Where it all started, kind of. It's supposed to be 2 0 and get both of those wins on the road. What's that mean to you guys and how focused you guys are? Um, it means a lot. We definitely could have done a lot better. And uh, I feel like we struggled in some places, but we just played two really tough teams, two uh, good, very, very good uh, reputations. Yeah. And uh, Brookville being a tough team, especially going down to Lynchburg playing. Um, Blacksburg having a good reputation as well. I mean, it's, it's really tough playing on the road, and we got another tough game at home. It's going to feel great to play for the bottom time. We always have a good good outcome of uh, fans coming. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, yes, sir. Eric. Appreciate it. Again, that was Evan Eller addressing the media after the big three-touchdown performance for Lord Botetot in that win over Blacksburg. So now the Cavaliers returning home to play Bluefield this week in week number three. LB trying to go 3-0. and And so now let's focus on our game of the week for week number three, which is Perry McClure at James River. We'll start with the Fighting Blues. Mark Wheeler in his third season with the Fighting Blues. And in the previous two years prior to this season, the Fighting Blues started out the year 0-3. Now last year, after an 0-3 start, the Blues were able to salvage a winning season and finished 7-5. and uh, However, going into this third week of the 2019 campaign, Perry McClure has yet to even score a touchdown. They've suffered losses to Rockbridge County, uh, and then last week they suffered a loss to Buffalo Gap, so it's been a tough two weeks for Perry McClure. And now they go into this game against James River on the road, just looking to score a touchdown. So here is my interview with head coach Mark Wheeler on how they look back on the last two weeks, the mistakes that they've made, how they're trying to improve, and some of the glimpses of potential that Coach Wheeler has seen in his team. 
obviously the first two weeks probably didn't go as well as you'd like it to be, but I'm sure there's a lot of learning lessons there. What have you taken away from these past two weeks? Yeah, man, we've started off pretty slow here. Uh, the main things we've taken away, we've got to improve our tackling, and our pad level is way too high. Both games we were just getting attacked and run over just about every play. If we don't get our pad level down, you know, we're going to have a lot of problems. If we don't get better at tackling, we're not going to have a whole lot of success. So those are two things we're really trying to focus on right now. Well, what's been the reason for those weaknesses? Is it an experience or is it facing tougher opponents? Where does it come from? It's a combination of things. Uh, we do have a young team, and we keep trying to tell ourselves that. You know, we've got to keep working them and working them. Um, but uh, we lost 16 seniors last year, and, um, and we just have that ex inexperience that we've got to, we've got to grow up fast if we want to be competitive this year in the district. Are there things that you see from the last two weeks that are giving you kind of glimmers of hope that there are steps being taken in the positive direction? Yeah, you know, one thing is, is the effort we've been given. I believe, we're, you know, we're trying, we're, we're, we're working hard. In practice, we've had some great practices. The thing we need to do is transfer what we learn in practice, all right, to Friday nights, and that has not happened yet. So we're, we're going to just keep working them, and, and hopefully that'll, it'll catch on, and, and we'll, we'll have some better performances. What's been the biggest barrier into trying to get those big performances during a game? Obviously, practice in a game, they're two totally different situations. What's been the biggest you know, hurdle for you guys to try and get over that hump? I think it's the Friday night lights. I think, you know, as a young team, they, they get nervous and, uh, you know, hopefully they, they get in there and they start to hit hard and it'll get some of that nervousness away. But, um, but I think that's the main thing, just, just inexperience and being young. When you lose that many seniors, I'm sure you're also searching for a leader. Who has kind of stuck out to you in terms of growth and experience and leadership as they try to step up and try to lead this team in the right direction? Yeah, well, one of our, uh, our best leaders right now is Holden Kerr. He's uh, playing tight end. He also, we put him in at fullback some. He starts at defensive end. He started last year. Um, he's really stepped up and tried to rally the troops around him. Um, I'm still looking forward to him continuing to grow in that capacity. What's the opportunity that you see here in week three? It's against James River, just down the road, down I-81. Uh, the, the guy who's coaching is a Perry McClure alum, so I feel like there's a little bit of a, uh, of a storyline there. But what's the opportunity that you see in your team going into week three? Yes, sir, no doubt. We call him Timbo, Timmy Jennings. Uh, he's, he graduated from here, and he's been a family friend for years. And um, he's real close to our offensive coordinator, Jeremiah Brokenborough. And when they get together, it's usually fireworks, a lot of competition. Um, we, we're pretty competitive with James River every year. They've gotten us the last two years, but they haven't run over us. So uh, I'm hoping we can, we can tackle better and get our pads down so we can make it competitive. What's fun and unique about this series between the two schools? Uh, I mean, we kind of mentioned that a little bit, but what's interesting in terms of why it's always so competitive every year? Well, I just think it is because we're so close and we've been going at it for years and years. I remember when they were in the Pioneer District, uh, when they were single A. I mean, it was a battle to the tooth and nail to the end most games. I'm not real sure who's winning the series, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's pretty close. Um, but uh, I think the distance between us is one of the things that keeps the, the rivalry going. What sticks out to you about what James River has been able to do so far this season? Well, um, they're pretty, uh, pretty balanced as far as uh, throwing and running. 
Um, I'm, I'm expecting them to continue with that, and, I, and their passing game is only going to get better. Um, so, you know, I'm looking for a good mix. They know when to run, when to pass, and uh, we just have to be ready for it on defense. What are going to be the keys to victory on Friday uh, to at least be competitive and to honestly, to, for you guys, I'm sure you guys also want to get a score in. Yeah, we, we've got to stay low. We've got to block and we have got to tackle. If we can do those things, we, we've been pretty good with penalties. Uh, we haven't had many penalties uh, this year, so I'm hoping we can keep that down. And we cannot turn the ball over. Um, you know, and I think if we do those things, we'll, we'll make it a game. Everyone's always said, you know, take it one game at a time. In your case, it's almost like you want to take it one play at a time. How is that going to be a key? Yeah, well, that's the only way we do it. We don't look ahead, you know. we. We watch what we've done, we learn from it, and we move on. We forget about it. So, uh, I mean, these past two games were rough, but we've forgotten about them. We watched the film, made corrections. Now it's on to the next one, and uh, that's just the way we've always done it. Yeah, putting that in the rearview mirror, what do you like about your team in terms of their energy and practice? And is that giving you a good indication of how well they can put those mistakes in the rearview mirror and kind of move forward? Yeah, I think one thing that sticks out about this team is they're resilient. I mean, you know, we, we've taken two good butt whippings, and, and we're still out here fighting, working hard. We're not feeling sorry for ourselves. And I think that says a lot about our guys. If we could just keep together, keep working, you know, I think we're going to do okay once we get into some uh, single-A competition. Just all about getting over the hump, huh? That's it, man. We get it over. All right, Coach, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir, Good man. luck on Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Perry McClure head coach Mark Wheeler for his time during practice on Tuesday as we prepare for the matchup in our game of the week between Perry McClure and James River. We now go to our bonus player interview of the week, and that would be the guy who Mark Wheeler mentioned in that interview, Holden Kerr. He is playing tight end, but he's also starting at defensive end. Uh, he's playing a lot of positions, including the role of leader, which is one of the topics that we talk about in this interview as he steps up and tries to inspire his teammates who are looking for their first win of 2019. So now here is my interview with Holden Kerr. Let's talk about this year so far. Obviously, probably not the start you were hoping for going into your senior year. Um, what have you learned so far from those first two games? Well, I've learned uh, we just, as a team, need to work better. We have better cohesion. I've learned we all got to hustle to the football because I feel, as you know, these games, I mean, you can't win unless you're hustling. And I just feel like as a, as a team, we got to get a little more life about us. How much of the first two games and the result that you guys had, how much of that was because of lack of experience and how much of that was also facing some really tough opponents? Well, we faced these uh, same two teams uh, for, you know, for as long as I've been uh, playing and watching football. So it's, all, it's not, I don't always try to blame it on the hard team, but it also part of it's a lack of experience because we do have a really fresh group here, a lot of new uh, young guys coming in. But uh, I'm not really sure what the exact reason is, but I just know that we got to work some kinks out. Yeah, Coach said that you guys have to grow up fast if you guys are going to be successful this season. And replacing a lot of seniors, I'm sure, has added to that challenge. Um, how have you stepped up as a leader, and how have you kind of tried to point this team in the right direction? 
Well, I think a lot of these you know, young guys who are coming in here, they're just they look at this game as it's it's really complicated. So I'm trying to come in and get them, you know, fired up. I mean, you get, you want to play this game, you got to get a little excited. If you're not excited about it, you're not going to perform the best of your abilities. So I've just been trying to before games and during practice keep everybody's heads up, keep everybody focused. I'm sure the effort is there. What are some of the positives that you've seen from this team? I'm sure anyone can look at, you know, your schedule right now and on paper they see those scores. But what is it that you're seeing on the field that tells you that there are glimpses of hope, there are glimpses of potential from this team? I mean, you what we want, like you watch on defense and offense, and it's not all bad news just because of the scoreboard. I mean, you watch and there's some good plays being made. There's some people doing the right things. It's just that happens that we're not all the good things are happening on the same play, and it's not all happening how we need it to be. So. Do you feel like these errors, they're very correctable? It's, it's only week three, so it's not like the season's already gone. Um, but obviously, time is starting to slip away a bit. But when you look at what you guys have to work on, do you feel like you can make those corrections this week and, and try to get back on the right track? We have started out slow on making the corrections, but I believe within this week, hopefully soon, and if not then, soon after, before we get rolling in the district or anything, I think we're going to fix all our mistakes and we're going to be a formidable opponent. Talk about the energy from this team in practice. They have this team, this, this way of kind of being resilient, of kind of putting all those errors and mistakes in the rearview mirror. What do you like about the energy from your team right now? Well, lately I like the I like the focus we've got. I mean, yes, we've had two rough games, but everyone comes to practice and they seem like they're ready. I mean, we do make mistakes in practice, but you that's what it's for. You're there to fix it. So I'm enjoying the focus we're having right now. Well, you guys face James River just down the road. What's special about facing that school? And Coach has been telling me that whenever you guys do play each other, it's always competitive. I've never, I mean, it's, it was a rivalry probably started before I was I was even here, but I just know that every year it's a big game for us, even if, you know, it's not in our, any kind of our, uh, right reach yeah but yeah it's an exciting game for sure and we just saw every year we get it in our head that we're going to go beat the rats is there anything that sticks out to you about the way they play I, I know you guys are focused on yourselves but is there anything that kind of sticks out to you as you prepare for james river nothing in particular they run a lot of you know just spread out stuff to different sweeps and everything and they have just about the same pass game so it's nothing in really i haven't seen before and it's nothing a lot of these guys haven't seen before it's just a matter of us getting our head in the game and you know we're doing our jobs well what's friday's game going to come down to do you think who wants it more, who wants to hit, who's willing to hustle, and you know, who's got more heart in the sport. If you guys can get that win, and, and frankly, you know, I'm sure you guys are just at least trying to get a score at this point, but if you guys can make the improvements that you want to see, what do you think that will say to you guys about down the road, how you guys can still maintain those goals that you kept for yourself, especially for you, your senior year? If we can make our improvements and we can do well this Friday, I feel like it's an uphill, it's, it's all uphill from here. All right. Well, I appreciate it, and thank you very much. Good luck on Friday. Thanks. Our thanks to Holden Kerr for his time and insight into his team and this week's matchup between Perry McClure and James River. And now we shift our focus to Buckhannon and the Knights, which will be home for our Game of the Week matchup. We speak with head coach Tim Jennings. He's in his first year at the helm, but he is no stranger to the program. Jennings served as an assistant at James River for the last 15 seasons. He takes over after previous head coach Jake Phillips went on to take over at Robert E. Lee, which is now called Stanton High School. So Tim Jennings putting his own mark on the program. And in my interview, he talks about adjusting to the role as head coach and his philosophy of taking it 
one win, one game at a time, and he takes it a step further, going 1-0 every day, not just every game or every week, but 1-0 every single day, and putting whatever happened in the past behind them, and he has long-term goals with this program. James River is trying to win its first ever postseason game, but he knows that the Knights can't get there unless they take care of business each and every week. And of course, now into week number three, that focus is on Perry McClure. Looking back on the last two weeks, uh, it started with a loss against Stewart's draft, but then last week they bounced back and got their first win of the season against Madison County, which in turn ended up being the first win for Tim Jennings as a head coach at James River. So lots to talk about with Coach Jennings. Here he is in our Game of the Week podcast. Caught up with him after practice on a Tuesday as he gets ready for the matchup against Perry McClure. Coach, after uh, the first two weeks of the season, what have you assessed about the strengths and weaknesses of this team? Uh, we're getting better. We're getting better every day. Um, that's kind of our goal. I talked to you back in the summer. You know, we want to go one and know every single day. Um, it's a constant improvement. Um, we've seen steady improvement on both sides of the ball. Uh, we're finally starting to gel. Um, weaknesses, uh, we got some injuries. We're dealing with injuries, and so the, the message we're kind of sending now is uh, the M in our family kind of thing is uh, man up, so we're asking the next man to step up and just fill his role, and our expectations are not going down just because we got somebody else in those roles. Yeah, it sounds like you're asking your team to, to grow up maybe a little bit faster than you had originally intended. Um, who is really kind of stuck out to you in terms of their leadership and their attitude in practice and in games so far? Uh, as a group, our secondary, our defensive secondary has played pretty solid. Um, they've been probably the most consistent um, since day one. Um, the offensive line is now finally kind of start doing what they're supposed to do, which is take charge of the team and that sort of thing. And then we've had some guys step in in some, some roles that they're normally not in, stepping up and kind of leading the team as well from different positions that normally wouldn't be playing because of injuries. You get Perry McClure at home. Um, I know there's a bit of a connection with you and Perry McClure. We'll get to that in a bit. But in, in terms of the game itself, they're coming in very hungry, obviously. Uh, you know, they haven't even scored a touchdown yet this season. Um, knowing that about them, what is the approach going into this week? And it sounds like you're, you don't really vary your approach depending on the opponent. No, it's, it's, it's about us. It's all about us. Uh, we're not worried about that. Um, you know, we did. We 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 let the kids know everything as much as we possibly can. So we let them know. You know, they're they're struggling and they're looking for success. And so our job is to to limit success at if all possible. And um, we're not changing anything we're doing because we're worried on you know who's playing in this position, who's playing in this position. It's really about us getting better every single week, uh, focusing on those little things to be successful, and then. You know, the score will take care of itself. As a coaching staff, is there anything that you may have seen from what Perry McClure has done that, that kind of sticks out to you and like, oh, yeah, we better watch out for that? Uh, it's just their schemes always will keep them in the game. If they have success, you know, we got to win on first down, and that's kind of their deal. Uh, it was when I played. Um, they they want to you know get three or four yards every single time. We're kind of taking that same approach. If if we can dominate the line of scrimmage and you know win on first down, we, we should be okay. You're a Perry McClure graduate. So what is it like when you're you're now a head coach and and you're preparing to face a team that you you know you graduated from? I'm, I'm sure there's like a, a little bit of a oh well, that's interesting for you. Um, it's not really that different anymore. Um, you know, I've been here for quite a while, so playing them, you know, I've been, you know, in that rivalry. There was always a rivalry when we were in the Pioneer District. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the coolest thing about it is the pride. 
Um, you know, when you go in there and you see those five banners and that sort of thing, and so we always wanted to play up to that potential when we played there, and that's kind of what we're trying to establish here is to, to establish that same kind of history and same kind of lineage here at James River High School. You know, the, there's no mystery here about our postseason woes, and you know, we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on winning this game and then the next game, and then, that, you know, the playoffs will take care of themselves. What is special about when these two teams meet? I'm, I'm sure geography has a little bit to do with it, but there is something about when you guys play on the field, it gets really competitive, extra competitive than it usually does. Uh, we have no trouble getting for this game, getting up for this game. They have no trouble getting up for this game. Um, it goes back to the pioneer days, um, you know, for a long, long time. Um, this was not a competitive rivalry, and um, it has been here in the last couple of years. But just it, it, it doesn't matter what sport it is. You know, if it's soccer, if it's baseball, we get up for the Paramore game, and a lot of it has to do with the proximity, I think. But I think a lot of it's just it's a rivalry, and you know the kids want to play it. What have you learned about being a head coach so far um, from these first two weeks? I'm, I'm sure it's always a learning process, even if you're a veteran in the in the game. It's always a learning process. What have you learned about being a head coach now? Uh, you got to take day, every day in stride. Uh, it doesn't matter how well you've planned. Uh, something's always going to throw you a curveball, and you've got to have a backup plan. And um, just, you know, be patient and stick to what it was you, you were doing. So we've been very, very uh, good at just, you know, sticking to our plan and what we were going to do, not trying to, you know, think outside the box too much and um, just focus on getting better every single rep. Not to pull focus away from your kids, but it's no secret that, you know, being in this position did mean a lot to you. So do you get kind of those moments like, okay, wow, this is like, this is my job. This is something I, I've always wanted to do. And, and now it, it does it kind of hit you from time to time that you get those moments? Uh, I wouldn't say frequently. Sure. Um, obviously, there's a whole lot more responsibility. Um, but uh, it was pretty exciting to get that first win the other night, but it was really for the guys. It really was because, you know, to see the letdown that we had at Stewart's draft and then the exact opposite, that feeling that last week in Madison. So, you know, it felt good to feel that from that perspective. But other than that, it's, you know, it's just leading young men. That's really all we want to do. So Yeah, bouncing back from a loss, uh, resilience might be a word that you might want to describe uh, your team with. What does that say about your team, the fact they can put that first loss aside and they can move forward and, and become 1-0 that week and, and for you guys try to be 1-0 this week? Uh, it's really the guys are coachable, and that's one of the things we've talked about since day one, you know, being coachable, the first step is you got to show up and be here, and then you got to be willing to get better and learn, and they've done that since day one. So, you know, we wanted to put the draft game behind us as quickly as possible. That was kind of the message, and um, we focused on Madison, and we won. We felt good over the weekend. Came Monday, you know, we showed up to work for Perry McClure, so it's been like that. They've been coachable. All right, last question. What do you think Friday's game is going to come down to? What's going to be the key to victory for you guys? we got to win on first down. That's kind of our message since Monday. we got to win on first down. If we can do that, take care of our little things, and just focus on us and not worry about what they're doing, we'll be all right. All right, looking forward to it, Coach. Thank you very much. Good luck on Friday. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, our thanks to Tim Jennings, head coach of James River, and ironically, a graduate of Perry McClure, so he is very familiar with the James River-Perry McClure rivalry. Looking forward to a great matchup on Friday. So we heard from Tim Jennings, we heard from Holden Kerr from Perry McClure, we also heard from Fighting Blues head coach Mark Wheeler, and we also looked back at our game of the week from last week. So another 
packed episode of our Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast, our fourth episode of the year as we go into week number three. Before we go, just some housekeeping notes for you. Friday Night Blitz airs at 11 o'clock, Friday nights, right after WFXR News first at 10. Jermaine Farrell will be in studio. I will be at the Game of the Week matchup covering that. We'll have your highlights and post-game reaction from the Game of the Week. Of course, we'll also look at some other highlights from across Southwest Virginia. You can follow WFXR Sports online on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for WFXR Sports. You've been listening to the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast presented by WFXR Sports. Until next time, I'm David DeGuzman signing off.